It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time. As a cannabis lifestyle guide, I find that the dosing dilemma is one of the biggest hurdles for newbies trying to onboard into cannabis for wellness, or as a patient looking to incorporate cannabis into their treatment plan for movement disorders, cancer, and other diseases or illnesses. That's why I'm thrilled to share today's podcast guest with you. If you're looking for straight shooting, no-nonsense guidance on dosing, you're in the right place. Buckle up, Buttercup. It's time you get to know Mara Gordon. And Mara agreed to be the podcast guinea pig for a video version of the show, which will soon be available on casuallybake.com and Cannabis Club TV. In the meantime, the show must go on, so I'm serving it up here old school style. Mara's going to drop some knowledge, so pay attention. But don't worry, I'll share links in the show notes. You know me, I got your back. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one token. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. And today on the podcast, I am joined by one of my heroes in cannabis, Mara Gordon. Mara, thank you so much for being here with me today and being the experiment for our very first podcast for Cannabis Club TV. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Joe. Absolutely. So you have a lot going on, and I don't want to mess it up. Where you have made your claimed your fame in cannabis, tell me, tell me about that. Okay. So I started Aunt Zelda's uh, about seven years ago now, in order to um, help to better understand uh, the different 
endocannabinoid system, the cannabinoids, the phytocannabinoids, the receptors, and also to uh, solve the dosing conundrum that uh, I saw out there. Because when I first started, it was all about, you know, brownies and Rice Krispie yeah. treats and those sorts of things and mm-hmm. no dosing and flowers. And that was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aunt Zelda's has spent uh, seven years doing R&D to develop very, very well understood medicines uh, for treating various diseases. And what I also realized was that we needed the medical professionals to be the one managing the healthcare because uh, what I was seeing was, you know, uh, people who had no medical training, and I still see it mm-hmm. way too much, Absolutely. too rampantly, people that have no medical training making um, uh, dosing recommendations and selling products that sort to. Uh, people without any kind of guidance. So I started Callus Spring Wellness and started training doctors and nurses Mm -hmm. in how to work with patients with the endocannabinoid system. The next thing that was necessary to solve dosing, because if we keep in mind that the dosing question is what drives everything that I do, Mm -hmm. um, I started Zelda Therapeutics, which is a publicly traded company out of Australia. And we fund preclinical and clinical research. And in fact, we were just approved in Australia to do the first sleep study using a THC dominant uh, medicine. So I'm very, very excited about that. One more thing. I know it's crazy. I'm doing too much. (laughs) Nobody knows when I sleep. I think, I don't think I do is uh, CDR med, which is my software platform that I've been developing to help. It keeps getting smarter and smarter, Mm -hmm. utilizing all the information from all the patients and then it starts getting more predictive on what's going to work and trends and different. And uh, so that systems. software program is something that your doctors use to help. Because yes. I created this paper dosage tracker. So this is a much more sophisticated version. Yes. It, it was is, just exactly. that idea that we need to be willing to experiment. And in order to do that, we need to track all of this. Right, stuff. right. So when somebody joins Aunt Zelda's or Cala Spring Wellness, they'll fill out a uh, about a 300 data point survey very very similar to what you would get if you went to any specialist if you went to a neurologist or you went to an allergy specialist there's questions you know they want to know your family history etc but we're also tracking things like or we want to have all their information on their cannabinoid experience so you know did they use it in college and hated it are they using it every day now what are they using how are they using it all that sort of thing plus we get pretty extensive military information information because we are uh, looking for trends in, you know, similar to what they found from Agent Orange after Vietnam and Gulf uh, War Syndrome um, after the first Iraq War. We're looking for the same sorts of things in these latest skirmishes around the world. What's one of the most exciting things that you're finding in your research? What I'm finding is that, uh, well, I, of course, I'm always happy when what I suspect actually turns out to be true. <laughs> of course, are we you all? Know? And one of the things that we were looking at was, you know, the, a lot of people are creating these distillates and these, you know, single molecules and pure compounds. And we were looking at things like, um, does a full plant extract compared to a pure compound, which does a better job of killing cancer cells? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have found that a pure, I mean, that a uh, whole plant is far, far superior mm-hmm. in killing cancer cells. And that was, you know, very rewarding to find what we believed actually turned out to be mm-hmm. true. I mean, we know that the other medical benefits of so many of the other terpenes and terpenoids, flavonoids, other cannabinoids, et cetera, in the mm-hmm. plant 
it's necessary that they're there. I think we've also found that uh, there is zero correlation between weight and dose. So the milligrams per kilogram that's commonly used in allopathic Mm -hmm. medicine just does not apply. Um, Or I should say not in allopathic, but in standard pharmaceutical dosing. Um, But we have found that there is correlation. We're not sure exactly to what degree yet between Mm -hmm. the age of the patient and the dose. The lower the age, the higher the dose. So I believe I had read that as women age, they, they do have a higher tolerance for, is it THC or is it for cannabis in general? By higher tolerance, you mean that like they need more? Like after women go through menopause, yeah, like they, their bodies can tolerate a higher dosage. So that seems counterintuitive yeah. to what you just said. So Yeah, that's not really see, what we See, there's so have, many myths out there. Yeah, that's not, that's not what the data is showing. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the thing about data, you know, because I am a process engineer, and the mm-hmm. thing that always gets me about data is... We don't know how big the N is going to be before we find the repeats and the patterns for the correlation on certain data points. We do know that the trend shows that. For example, I might have a two-year-old with a uh, GBM that's on 700 milligrams of cannabinoids, and I may have a 70-year-old that has that same diagnosis that's on 100, 150 milligrams. So, uh, and that is really, truly more the trend. I find that women... Uh, especially women as they get older tend to have a lower tolerance, not mm-hmm. a higher. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good to know. So your, your background is data science. So what led you to doing that in the cannabis space particularly? Was it a personal passion that led you here? Right. Yeah. So when I first got started in this, um, my husband, who is now at this point been sober for 29 years, and um, and me, we both had significant health issues. In his case, he had broken his back and was going to have to have surgery in order to not be crippled in a wheelchair. Um, I had been on, you know, 26 pharmaceuticals at one point. I'd been on fentanyl patch, methadone, Norco, you name it. And um, I had I had titrated off of all of them, so I was living in in significant pain because they didn't help with the pain anyway. They're mm-hmm. for acute pain, not chronic. Mm-hmm. And it. so we went looking for alternatives, and a a woman that we know uh, from Oregon told us that she was making brownies for her boyfriend for his uh, cervical spinal pain. So I went searching around, and I went looking, and I started doing the research and everything. And uh, we went to a formal doctor and got a recommendation, you know, mm-hmm. this and that. And he sent us to, he gave us the names of three dispensaries, but pointed to the one that we should go to. And uh, we went there and I was shocked at the uh, lack of knowledge and information that was available. You know, as I referred to the brownie and Rice Krispie Treat, the Rice Krispie Treat had a piece of masking tape on it and it said (laughs) five to 20 doses, and which is a meaningless, you know, statistically, I mean, what does that even mean? How many milligrams? What's a dose? you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And I said, well, I just went home and said, I can do better. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And so I decided to do better. And that's what the last seven years of my life have been spent doing. Outstanding. Well, yeah. thank you for that. <laughs> we need you. With all of the research and data you're collecting, how are you disseminating all of that critical information? Because like we were talking earlier, too many people get false information from social media and things like that. So 
where are you blasting out this information into the world? And that way I can know to direct my, my people to accurate information. Right. I wish that the industry, quote unquote, understood to put money where the science and where the real information is. But unfortunately, we have a, a system at this point where the companies uh, will often not really care about what's in their product and they put all their money into marketing yes. and branding and mm -hmm. packaging to look cool. And as a result, the companies like mine that have been strictly focused on R&D tend to be less uh, well-known. Mm -hmm. People that know us love us and respect us, but, they, but we're not... I mean, I look at some of these companies that weren't in existence six months ago, and now they're on every shelf and every dispensary. Yeah. And it's like... And they, I've even had owners of some of these companies say to me, you're making such a big mistake manufacturing. You should just buy some mass-produced oil and just put all yours into your marketing. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Let me know and tell people not to use right. your products. I'm like, I'll get a list right. for me later. Right. So what I do is I lecture. I figure the best way... I do things like this. I come mm -hmm. over here and I and I meet with you, Joe. I just got back from two weeks in Colombia. I spoke twice in Bogota and twice in Medellin, all at medical conferences. I mm -hmm. teach doctors and, and other medical professionals. Uh, also, there's a lot of product companies that are trying to do the right thing, and they just need some guidance on where the line is drawn on where they can make a recommendation and where they need to refer out to a medical professional. Right, right. right. Outstanding. Well, there are a lot of people that listen and now watch the podcast mm -hmm. who are trying to dive into a cannabis for wellness lifestyle. I'm of the humble opinion that cannabis is our most versatile multivitamin, but there's a strategy behind using it properly. So do you have any tips that you would give someone who's new into cannabis to kind of empower them to experiment confidently? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the, the first thing, of course, is you always begin very, very, very low and you increase very slowly. Um, what I often tell people is if you've been suffering with a malady, for example, let's say you have chronic back pain. Mm -hmm. You've been suffering with this pain for a long time. It will not hurt you to suffer for two or three more days while you titrate up. The mistake a lot of people make is they, they take something. They don't feel anything for the first hour or two. So they take some more, and then all of a sudden it hits. Mm -hmm. And then they, are, yeah. then they go, oh, wow, I tried cannabis. It didn't work for me. I had a terrible experience. Well, you know, the, the best way to guarantee not having a negative experience, mm -hmm. of course, is to start very low. Uh, I also suggest that people start with uh, something that has THC and CBD in it mm -hmm. initially, regardless of what they're doing, just so they can start acclimating to it. For example, our medicines are... are um, infused olive oil, which is what we use the most mm -hmm. because it's easy to dose correctly. We have it standardized at 10 milligrams per milliliter and at 50 milligrams per milliliter. Okay. So that on the 10 milligram per milliliter, one drop would have a third of a milligram in it approximately. That is not an unrealistic starting point for somebody. Okay. Anyone who's ever colored their hair and has done a, a patch test, mm -hmm. it's no different. Start, you know, I don't care that you used it in college and, and loved it. Chances yeah. are if you loved it in college, you've been using it all these years. Most yeah. people that tried it years ago hated it mm -hmm. um, or didn't find that it worked for them. This is a different, I was one of those people, and this mm -hmm. is a different world. So start very, very low. 
Also, do not start with an edible. Yes. Do not start with an edible because edibles are the most consistently inconsistent products in the marketplace. What they say on their packaging versus what's in them is rarely accurate. I believe that. Uh, yeah. So, and plus the fact that you don't need all the extra sugars and you know white flour and some of the other mm-hmm. uh, crap that I see put, people putting into their products. Mm-hmm. So start with something that's, that you can put you know sublingually where it'll go through your mucosal where it'll be more consistent. Make sure you have a little bit of fat in your diet uh, that you've eaten also so that it can attach and be more uh, bioavailable. Mm -hmm. And then very, very slowly increase. Now, I I suggest that if you have uh, other medical conditions, comorbidities, where you're taking pharmaceuticals, you're going to want to check to make sure the uh, metabolism method of those other pharmaceuticals that you're on, because there's something in the liver. It's way too technical going yeah, into this, fair and enough. I understand. Yeah. For example, a lot of times when people are on opioids, they'll say, I took just a little tiny bit of cannabis and I couldn't believe it. I got so much higher on my opioid. Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And that's because of the way that it metabolizes in your liver. Mm -hmm. And CBD will block that quite a bit or or shift the way that it's actually processed. So going to calispringswellness.com, someone who is on pharmaceutical drugs could consult with a doctor to make sure that they are using it appropriately and um, in conjunction with their medicines. Some of these pharmaceuticals, they make cannabis more potent and some it makes it less potent, Absolutely. Correct? 100% agree. Yeah, you go to Calispring Wellness and make an appointment with one of the doctors, they'll go through all of the pharmaceuticals that you're on, all of the supplements, your diet, your exercise, your lifestyle, your previous experience, and help you determine what is going to be the best ratio of cannabinoids, which cannabinoids, which terpenes. For example, if somebody has PTSD, we're at, we have less wars right now than we've ever had in history, but we have more people coming back from those wars and surviving their injuries. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we have some pretty, you know, see with the um, uh, traumatic brain injuries, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. people losing limbs, people just being injured from their backs, etc. So we have all these vets. PTSD, is often treated with Ritalin or Adderall, which for the average person would act like speed, right. but for them it calms them. What Terpenes like alpha and beta pinene, which can be very, very beneficial for them, are very calming. Somebody who doesn't have that, though, it can be very... Yeah, it can make uh, me a bit anxious. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It makes me, for example, feel extremely anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to have... Anything that you're going to take, you want to make sure that you've seen a lab result associated with it. You want to make sure there are no pesticides and microbials and molds, mildews, uh, solvents. You really need to, to demand this level of accuracy on any products that anybody uses. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't start with you know, your buddy's stash, Yeah, you know, I would go to somebody where you know that there's a lab result associated with it Mm -hmm. and uh, just start low and increase slowly. Now, there are some things that people should look for on the packaging and steer clear of. So 
What are your list of no-nos? <laughs> oh, there's just so many. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't think there should be any sugar in any products, first of all. I just don't, it just doesn't even make any sense to me, especially since we deal with so much uh, uh, serious illness at Aunt Zelda's, and it's a known fact that inflammation is mm-hmm. the cause and the culprit of so much disease state. And sugar is directly tied to inflammation. Yeah. So that's the first thing. But now let's get into more dangerous, I mean, really dangerous things like propylene glycol in a lot of the vape cartridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, propylene glycol is a known carcinogen and can cause not only lung cancer, but can cause uh, severe COPD. And uh, so you're going to use your cannabis to feel better, but in the meantime, you're going to be giving yourself cancer. So it seems kind of counterintuitive. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, same thing with uh, VG. You don't want to have anything in your... A vape cartridge other than cannabis. Now, and that's some vegetable glycerin. Yes. Vape? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. That's so. Right. Some people are adding um, terpenes back in in order to dilute it, but the the reality is the amount you would need is so tiny, and most are over adding. And so you want to be, you know, when you feel that scratchiness back here, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. If you can take a vaporizer cartridge and turn it and have it be a liquid at all, you know that they've put something in to dilute Mm -hmm. it. Because when the cannabinoids are are pulled from the plant, they're a sticky, solid form almost. It's more like a tar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because in the wintertime, if I have, you know, my vape cartridge, I've accidentally left it in the car or something. You have to like heat it up against the the heater to get it moving again. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Those are good tips. So are there, I'm making you talk to, if you need a sip of water. That's okay. That's okay. No, this is actually lemon ginger tea. Oh, lovely. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Do you not, you're probably not a coffee drinker. I'm not a coffee drinker. Yeah. I'm not a coffee, meat, sugar, yeah. none of that flour. <laughs> You're good. You're super healthy. Well, like I, like I often say, I did not win the health lottery. I have all significant health issues, and I plan on being around a very, very long time, and so I have to do more than the average bear. Yeah, to, that's right. You're yeah. diligent with your wellness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I got too much to do to be gone. Yes, I know. We're counting on you. <laughs> We talked about, you know, the microdosing and mm-hmm. experimenting, but for someone who who is in the throes of experimenting, what kind of things should they document to just kind of track what's happening with them? Very good question, Joe. First thing they need to look at is um, how much they took. They must be able to figure out the dose itself. Mm -hmm. What did they take? And they should associate it to a lab result if they have one or to a label or a package or something so that we know that that's, in fact, what they took. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. The second thing, and to make sure it's safe and doesn't Mm -hmm. have any of the toxins, et cetera, in it. The second thing that they should look at is the, you know, what they'd eaten Mm -hmm. and what time they took it and how long it took before they felt it. Then how long it took before it peaked, Mm -hmm. whether it accomplished what they wanted it to do, and how long until it wore off. Okay. So those are the things that you really need to look at and see the pattern. And that way, if you know, okay, somebody took a, you know, a tincture and they took 10 milligrams of it 
and which by the way, do, do not start at 10 milligrams. That's way too much mm-hmm. unless you are already using. And even in those cases, I'm really shocked sometimes. Uh, I know this is a segue, but sometimes people will come to me and they'll say, oh, I'm very, very experienced. I use so much cannabis. I've been using it for 30 years. And then we give them something and they'll say, oh my gosh, I couldn't get up off the sofa. And it's like, okay, (laughs) you have no idea how much you were actually using Mm -hmm. before. Plus the fact that, of course, smoking it is the least bioavailable. Mm -hmm. So if people were smoking joints all this time, they're probably getting 10, 12% of what they're getting versus what they get in the the extracts or the oils. So do you think like 2.5 milligrams is a good starting point? That might be too much for somebody. Okay. I mean, I think that if you start somebody at, you know, like I said, I have some people, I've actually desensitized people at their arterial vein with a third of a milligram to get them to be able to build up. But if oh, somebody okay. can start at like, you know, one milligram, okay. I mean, a third is extreme and it's mm-hmm. for people who we can pretty well tell when we're talking to somebody how they're going to react. Uh-huh. Um, you can listen, you learn to listen to some of the cues. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to do, interestingly enough, with uh, people's tolerance for feeling altered. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There, right. Cause there are people that it makes them nervous to feel that way. And so then that absolutely. sets off an entire chain right. reaction. Right. And we find that primarily more with women than with men, mm-hmm. women needing a sense to be in control where THC in particular can be very expansive mm-hmm. and that can yeah. be very frightening. And I would yeah. rather start somebody a little lower and have it take an extra day or two mm-hmm. than start them at something that's going to like, Oh, I wasn't prepared to feel that. And then they are turned off. Yeah. That's like a metaphor for women's life, I feel like. Yeah, it is. Like, I wasn't prepared to feel that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. For someone who's a little bit more experienced, like Mm -hmm. me, some of these products that are coming out, like one of the things that Monica was working on, is these cannabinoid specific um, sublinguals. So if, you know, as she's makes things, she gives Mm -hmm. them to me to try. Right. A woman in her 40s who is using cannabis for wellness, like what kind of milligrams of each of those? So I'm taking a THCA tablet, a CBD tablet, and a THC tablet. You know, I take zero pharmaceutical drugs. I no sleeping pills, nothing. I work hard enough. I sleep like a baby. Yeah. So what would be a, a dosage that you would think would be good for me on that? For you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are the ones you're taking, are they pure compounds? Because you're talking about tablets. So they've been made into an isolate and then pressed. It's whole plant. It is whole plant. Mm-hmm. It's whole plant and then pressed into a tablet. Um, I believe that that I believe that's accurate. Okay. I will. I'm, Monica is going to be talking to me about these on a podcast soon, but okay. I believe that, and they were th- three milligrams, I believe, okay. for the tablets. Okay. All right. Well, um, I don't know enough about those right. medicines sure, sure, to sure. tell you at all. Right. But for example, I have a product. Uh, we just call it our women's blend. Oh, okay. I've been treating women with it for about six and a half years now uh, since I started developing it. And uh, I finally just released it as a product about a month ago. Okay. It's all been on custom, you know, for I'm patients I'm excited. I haven't heard then. about it yet. Yeah. So yeah, tell me Yeah, more. in fact, it's on the shelves over at Harvest in San Francisco okay. on Gary uh, right now. That's the, we're, we are not in the dispensaries. We are a hard company to work with uh-huh. because we want to control the information and mm-hmm. be able to 
dose the patients correctly. But with the new regulations, we're going to have to move in. So this was my first forage into the dispensaries. And the women's blend is approximately one to four okay. uh, ratio mm-hmm. of THC to CBD. Mm-hmm. We always say the THC first, CBD second. Mm-hmm. And it has uh, it has about uh, 10 milligrams of, TH, of, excuse me, of CBD. Mm-hmm. And it has, I think, 2.5 or something like that. I think actually it's 11 milligrams of CBD and 2.5 of THC. I have to look at it exactly to okay. see the lab results. But this is a product that I developed for uh, women of a certain age. You're not quite there yet. Okay. However, I believe that it would still be an appropriate dose because that is, that that 2.5 milligram or 3 milligram that it is for women, that's a really good okay. basic you know, you feel the, the the feedback that we regularly get is, I just feel better. I don't know why. I don't mm-hmm. feel altered. I just feel better. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for that that boost of energy, that little bit of you know, without fe- realizing that you've taken anything. Yeah, I even. feel a lightness when I take CBD. Yeah, yeah. The interesting about a third of the people who take CBD feel anxious, and about a third feel sleepy. There yes. was one CBD strain that I tried. It was um, a one to three ratio, and I thought it would be excellent for my meditation. I'd do a cannabis-infused meditation every morning. And for the first time, I went to sleep during my meditation. Oh, I wow. was like, oh, that's odd. I didn't expect that. So right. I hadn't heard. And I kept asking people, I'm like, does CBD make you sleepy? It can make you very sleepy. Okay. Um, because you got to remember, if you're dealing with whole plant, first of all, you're dealing with all the other cannabinoids and terpenes that are in there. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I often hear from people is, oh, yeah, I'm taking a high CBD medicine. And then I look at the actual medicine itself. And it's got just as high a THC in it, but because it's got a lot of CBD, they don't they forget about that. Right. Right. So that one to three, you still had a significant amount of THC in there. Mm-hmm. Plus the fact, depending on which cultivar it is. I mm-hmm. mean, it was it did it come from one that you know is normal is a narrow leaf plant or a broad leaf plant where mm-hmm. the terpenes in there myrcene and linalool versus alpha pinene and limonene that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it really does make a big difference. The vast majority of people can do fine on 10 milligrams of CBD, mm-hmm. but you do have to look and see what else is in the plant. Yeah. So tell me, uh, do you do any juicing or smoothies with um, with whole plant or the leaves? Yeah. So I think that the, the leaves, I think, are a waste. The okay. leaves are, that's silly. Okay. I mean, why would you use the leaves that have almost nothing on them when you could use the, the flowers that are full of medicine? Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So um, I, I have people that are juicing, uh, but you have to make sure that you use a masticating juicer in order to get the so benefit of it. it. it right? Well, it doesn't heat it, but also so that you get the pulp from it and not just the juice. I mean, any okay. juicer that only gives you the liquid is going to just give you the sugars. Well, and need, so that's yeah. why I was like, I feel like you would need to make a smoothie out of it instead of juicing it because I, I felt like stuff would be left on the right, table. Right, right. So sometimes I take, sorry, excuse me, I'm going to move it's your a, table. It's okay, it's sometimes, on wheels. Yeah, yeah, whew. Yeah, it's very nice. So sometimes um, I will take it and just, you know, grind it up and, uh-huh. you know, use a grinder just like you would if you were going to uh-huh. roll a joint or put a uh-huh. bowl. And, you know, put that in a salad or put it in the food and you don't even really notice it um, or put it in a yogurt. Uh, THCA has 
absolutely phenomenal benefits. Um, it has, I mean, obviously it's fantastic for the stomach of people that are using CBD for seizure disorders mm-hmm. and the seizures start coming back. You can switch to THCA and often find that they're able to have that benefit that they no longer were getting from the CBD. Okay. I mean, there's just a myriad of things that it's good for. So I highly recommend it. Okay. So what would a dose be for someone that wanted to, to use it in that manner? So if we ground it up, is it, a, you know, a, a teaspoon or what? Well, yeah. So well, just from a, you know, from, I know that in, in Western, uh, well, in the U.S., I should say, yeah. we do everything with, you know, imperial instead of metric. Right, right, right. So, um, but let me go back to metric for a minute. because it really is more accurate when it comes to dosing. There are five milliliters in one teaspoon. Okay. Okay. And a milliliter is, uh, from a volume standpoint, is almost equal to a gram of weight in cannabis because of the specific gravity of cannabis. I know that just went, (laughs) but it's very, very close. Okay. So let's take that in mind. If you have uh, lab-tested medicine Mm -hmm. and you have a gram of flour Mm -hmm. that's 20% flour, that means there are 200 milligrams of the, of the cannabinoid in there. Assuming it's a THCA, it's a high, you know, mm-hmm. people think of it as a high THC flour. It's actually a high THCA flour. Yes, right? absolutely. Right. Right. So and one of the, right. And one of the reasons that it's important to also have the lab results on the raw is because there's a natural process of decarboxylation that mm-hmm. happens in the plant itself mm-hmm. where you may end up with some of the activated THC when you weren't trying to. Right. So let's say you have flour that's 20%. And actually, I'm probably going to say in 2018, which we're around the corner, I would say uh, uh, 25% because the flowers have gotten stronger and stronger. Okay. I mean, when I, you know, it used to be you were lucky if you had between 5 and 8% in your flowers, and now there's some that are 33 and 34%. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot of cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. So if you have like a 25%, that means there's 250 milligrams Mm -hmm. of THCA in the flour. Um, I would take probably about no more than like 30 to 50 milligrams. So maybe just even just take a a quarter to a fifth of that of a gram Mm -hmm. and then grind that up. Um, You would have to eat a lot of leaves to get that much, which is why it's so Mm -hmm. much more efficient and better for you. Mm -hmm. I'd started getting leaves from my delivery service Mm -hmm. and, you know, you just, you you don't always get the lab tests and then I don't feel comfortable using it. But the idea being like, oh, well, if it's a, you know, I'll replace the kale, it's a leafy green vegetable, one for the other. But so it's, it's more efficient and you, you do now have the test results on the flower. So, okay. Well, the leaves would be okay if you're looking to replace kale. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Well, but if you're looking to as a supplement, mm-hmm. it's really inefficient. Right. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, that's what we want. Absolutely. All right. Well, so tell me a little bit um, before we wrap up, because I have used your muscle rub and it actually, um, I've had it by my nightstand. Sometimes I 
wake up, I sleep funny, and my shoulder's killing me in the middle of the night, and I'll, right. I'll put on um, Aunt Zelda's muscle rub. What else? Um, you mentioned the women's the women's supplement, which I didn't know about and I love. So is there anything else I don't know about that I need well, to uh, Well, the, the Aunt Zelda, the topical that you're using is, uh, interestingly enough, in fact, a, an article just came out recently talking about how it's becoming like a cult favorite, is a moisturizer and anti-acne. Which is crazy. It's like I developed it as a tiger, as a alternative to Tiger Balm, uh-huh. uh, because I can't stand the smell of camphor yeah. and all these nasty uh-huh. things. And so I created this blend, and uh, almost immediately started using it on my face. And it's all I've used as a moisturizer now for years, oh. twice a day. Oh, and so I have a lot of other people that are using it and saying, "My God, I had adult acne, and now my acne's gone." I have teenagers that are using it, and their acne's gone. It's crazy, but it. It is I a phenomenal, this. I mean, it's just something. And then like, for example, in Bodega Bay, you go into the restaurants there and in the kitchen, they have our topical in there so that if anyone burns themselves. So it's just really, when people say, what's this topical for? And I'm like, anywhere you have skin, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's all marketing that says a cannabis product is for X, right. uh, you know, and I say that having formulas of my own, like a sleep formula that we have. We have Mm -hmm. a phenomenal sleep formula. In fact, the same medicine that's in our sleep formula is in a chocolate bar that C4C makes. They buy our medicine to put into their chocolate bar. Um, Because Aunt Zelda's oils are so phenomenal that Uh other people. So we have our sleep and, of course, the women's blend, the topical. And then we have... We've made a decision as a company not to put these, you know, labels on things as if they're for when they're really well understood THC and CBD products that we can help to dose for anything. Mm-hmm. And frankly, the any of these health claims that these companies are, are making, they're going to get shut down yeah. because you are not allowed to make health claims. I mean, yeah. that's absolutely, you know, all these ones yeah. that are naming their things you know, they're going to have to go back and rename them. Yeah, hopefully they didn't buy their packaging in bulk. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. And so we have, like, you go to our website, you go to auntzeldas.org under products, and you can see all of the medicines that we have and, you know, some rec- some suggestions on some of the ways that it might make you feel, mm-hmm. um, and then all the associated lab results. And then we leave it to the intelligence of a person to say, mm-hmm. you know, okay, you know, this is, you know, saying this has mercine, which is sleepy, and this and that, right. and then, you know, make their, yeah. without us making claims that are just not accurate. So do people join your collective to purchase um, items from your website? Yes. Okay, yes. and so all of that is at Aunt Zelda org and they yes. can go through the whole process. Yes. And then if they have any trouble with the pharmaceuticals they're taking and need some direction beforehand, that is CalaspringsWellness.com. Yeah, Calispring, no S. Oh, CalispringWellness.com. And one of the things, the other things is, for example, I speak at a lot of senior events, and I guess we can all relate to each other as seniors, <laughs> but one of the things is, is you know, a lot of people are working with their doctors, whether it's their neurologist, their oncologist, their primary care, that are not supporting their cannabis use. Mm-hmm. And working with our doctors and nurses does two things. Number one, it keeps you under the care of, a, of somebody who mm-hmm. understands. Yeah. And the second thing is we can communicate with your physician to help to educate them. Mm-hmm. So it's like passing it forward to help the next group of people. 
Absolutely. And so people who are starting to take care of their aging parents, they can also call and and both listen in on a telehealth call and make sure that... 100%. And then we help the caregivers care for the patient by Mm -hmm. understanding what they're doing. They it, it starts a conversation that goes back and forth with how are they doing, what's working, like maybe we need to make an adjustment, and then we give our patients a platform for uploading their labs and scans and all their medical records mm-hmm. so that, you know, let's say we're on this right track and then you feel better. Let's say, you know, God forbid it's a cancer, okay? Mm-hmm. And you might feel great, but until we see the markers to see if it's actually shrinking the tumor or something, we don't know if it's working. Right. And so we need to be able to see that for feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, unless of course all the person wants is to feel better while they're going through all this other standard care, in which case that's their right and we'll treat that. Mm-hmm. But having a medical professional when you're seriously ill, stay away from Facebook, please. Stay yes. away from Twitter. Stay away from these experts who have an N of one. Listen to this. You know, they've you know, somebody helped them and now they think they're an expert and they figured out they're gonna cash in on this green rush and it's just you know, get some education and, and send them to people who really are qualified. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Well, if you feel empowered by the information that you've heard today, go to the show notes, casuallybaked.com backslash blog, and I will have links to everything Mara and I talked about today. Mara, thank you so much for being here. And My I'm pleasure. sorry in, in this chilly little space. No, no, no. It's lovely. And I wish you all the luck in the world. And I look forward to coming back with over the years as you succeed. There you go. Outstanding. I love it. Thank well, thank of course. you. You got your face fixed up nice. See? What did I tell you? That woman knows her shit. I love it. She is so good. So I hope you learned something today. She sure as shit cleared me up on a couple of things that I thought I knew that I didn't know. Cannabis is nuanced. We're never going to know it all. It's really good to just dive in, ask questions, do your homework. And I really want Casually Baked the podcast to be that thing for you. You're not a pot nerd. You're not going to go searching for this information. So if you're curious about something and I'm not covering it, shoot me an email, ask at casuallybaked.com or reach out to me on social. My handle at casuallybaked on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let's stay in touch. Let me know what you need. I'm here for you. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, produced, edited by the team of Just Joe. Our theme music is by my handsome and fabulous friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with his music, check out his latest album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you are buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Okay, party people, I have an announcement to make. I'm off to the Emerald Cup, the world's largest cannabis competition and expo that I recently saw being called the South by Southwest of cannabis culture. As an Austin gal, I'll be the judge of that. Who knows? Maybe they've got some tricks up their sleeve this year. One thing's for sure, with the new regulations upon us, this might be a last hurrah of sorts for the Emerald Cup as we know it. 
I'll be sure to savor every sample and be on the lookout for new products and experiences to pass on to you. And then I'm off for my holiday Texas two-step. Stay tuned in 2018 for Casually Baked, the podcast version 2.0. Oh yeah, next season is going to be even better. Just you watch. Enjoy the holidays. And if you want to give the gift of can of confidence to someone you love this year, share the podcast. It's free. So puff, puff, pass it on. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.